Hi, we're the Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, they're anything but. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. So does that mean we're going to see Freddy 2 because it's a crossover episode? No, hell no. We're doing Predator for this one. Predator's better. So then we get aliens. Aliens, nightmares, and maybe... Fuck it. Let's just put Jigsaw in this bitch. We'll get a horror movie triangle. Oh, God. Why'd you have to bring out the worst film series? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Because then they can all, like, converge and smash him in the skull. It's the perfect movie. It's either that or get the Jeepers Creepers monster and see if they can actually take him down. You know, Jeepers Creepers isn't that bad. I actually kind of like that one. I like Jeepers Creepers. That's what I'm saying. Put Put him on the good side of evil. Let him... Like, converge with Jason and Freddy and the Predator and maybe, like, the Alien series. Put them all together and then just storm the fortress against Jigsaw. It's perfect. I don't see any issues with that, but we are coming up to horror movie season. But that's a whole different topic. Exactly like my fan fictions predicted. Now, anyway. Oh, God. (laughs) That funnily actually ties into today's review. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly where I'm going with this now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that up some point in this review. Let's it's not... got to come back around, folks. Oh, no. I know. But before we go into my PTSD of last month, let's actually jump into why we're here. We're reviewing the first formal year of potentially one of my favorite Midwest conventions now, Anime Magic. Yeah, Anime Magic let us come as press this year, and we were there on Saturday and Sunday, and we were around the con asking attendees what they thought, and we were following the staff on how things were going on there and to get a good feel of this convention. Also, I had a couple of friends go the day prior to, because we had some prior engagements the Friday of the convention, so I asked them to keep an eye out on things and actually report back to me on stuff, and there are a lot of things that we learned, and there are a lot of things that we heard. And thanks to a lot of people that talked to us, seriously, thank you guys, all of you, we compiled what potentially could be one of our better reviews. Yeah, because we follow up with everyone who went there, and we do really want to thank the attendees who did take the time to speak with us. And for its first year as a new convention, we think it went pretty well. Based on our review setup on the last episode, we're going to do that again here. And we're going to fill you guys in. Oh, yes. So let's jump right to it. So just as a kind reminder, we wanted to give you the 11 bullet points that we use to review conventions. They are panels, lines, game room, the masquerade, dance slash raves, tabletop, customer service slash staff, photo shoots, organization, artist alley, and attendees. With that being said... Each one of these is worth either one point or half a point, and we'll tell you which ones they are once we get to them each. So when we go to conventions, we not only use our system to review things, but we talk to you, the listeners, we talk to you, the convention goers, specifically to hear your sides, and that factors in heavily for what the final score is every single time. So without further ado, let's jump right into the first topic, panels so for our first year con anime magic did not have a wide variety of panels but this is kind of understandable from a first year convention because that's kind of the norm however what we did like is the panels that they did have were very high in quality and there weren't repeat panels either there aren't were any ask a character type panels either which are which is a huge pet peeve for both jacks and myself oh yeah in addition to that what i also liked is at each panel room they had a list outside with times of what panels were going to be in each one. 
So that way you knew where the room was. If you want to come back later, you can come see a panel at that time, which I thought was a very nice addition to have. One of the other big things that I can't express my gratitude enough is that all the staffers that were manning the doors, they were all very well informed. They all knew their jobs. They all did them well. They were hawks when it came to actually paying attention to who had a badge and who didn't, especially at the 18 plus panel where they actually carded people. And for those that actually know me, that is one of my biggest pet peeves when an 18 plus panel does not get carded. That's adult material. You can get in trouble for that if you don't do it. So my hat's off to the door people for actually doing their job correctly with that. So because of that, we gave panels for Anime Magic a point eight out of one. Wasn't perfect, but it was A personal. first year con and it's kind of to be expected to some extent. Yes. Next up, the harder one that usually is a make or break for a lot of conventions, the lines. So for a first year con, one of those big things for me personally, I expect huge lines because the first day jitters, that's going to be a thing. It happens to bigger cons almost clockwork. It's going to happen eventually. However, this time there wasn't that big of a line issue. I mean, the first day of the convention when they were first opening up, yeah, there were some first day jitters that we were informed by several of my friends and several of you. It was rectified so quickly that it wasn't really much of a hindrance. Also, the lines for panels and for getting into rooms for like the game room and such were also pretty non-existent and they weren't bad at all if there even was one. With all that being said, out of 0.5 for lines, we had to give them a 0.3. There were some problems, yes. They were fixed very fast, which is why they were scored so high. But we always have to give the review based on not only our beliefs, but also the attendees' beliefs. So that's why it kind of is in the middle of the road for this one. Yes. Next up, we have Game Room. Now, the Game Room here at Anime Magic was pretty interesting because it was split. You had the console games on one side of the hotel, and on the very other side of the hotel, you had the arcade games. Now the arcade games they did have were rare and they were actually nice to play and they had a good selection of the music games and cabinets that they were able to get. Now the big complaint that we did get from the attendees at the convention is they were wondering why the two game rooms of the arcade and the consoles weren't put together. People were wondering why they were on opposite ends of the hotel because it seemed like a very strange decision to do that, to which I agree. Personally, one of the big things that I was confused about is not why the console games were on a separate side because, quite frankly, I, I understand it. You want that to be its own separate experience because, quite frankly, console gaming can get loud in its own right, and to try and hear that over DDR is almost a nightmare. However, putting it in front of the cosplay foam fighting area just kind of made it a little bit confusing to me. I mean, I get it because most of the console games that were there were fighting games, actually. Yeah. So it's in front of the fighting combat. You know? So, like, I kind of get that to an extent. but Yeah, after you say it like that, yeah, that makes absolute total fucking sense. So, But that's also kind of a bit of a knock on the game room, unfortunately, that they only mainly had fighting games to play. They didn't really have a variety of console games that came to the console games. It was just fighting. You had, like, Smash and Street Fighter. And, like, was it? I think it was the DBZ fighting game. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for some Guilty Gear myself, but that's me being a niche bastard. Anyway, so for Game Room, we actually scored it pretty high, even with all the qualms. It was marginal uh, issues that a lot of people had. Outside of that, everybody else loved it and loved the idea behind it. So with that, out of one point, we gave them a point seven. 
Now let's move on to the masquerade. Ooh, dolly dolly. This one is actually kind of a fun one for me. Well, let's start with how the masquerade went. Uh, both the presenters who were there were great, actually. They, Ooh, they had yeah. a great comedy routine. Oh, let it be known. I am a diehard fan of Volt and Stripper Vash because they were the reason why I used to go to opening ceremonies back in the day and masquerade in a nutshell. So to see them doing the master ceremonies for the masquerade just brought me back. Brought me back to the good days. When I ran into them at Anime Expo, because we, we saw Spider-Man in the same theater, but we Soy and I got out of the theater. And then it, we were like, oh, we saw Spider-Man in the same theater because we all ended up going to the bathroom at the same time after the theater. But that's a different story for later completely. Like I said, those, those guys, I love them. Yeah, they're that. great. But all the costumes that were there were really good and they were on point. The only problem I had with the masquerade was mainly the lighting oh yeah the lighting was one of my biggest issues too because one of the things that i truly don't like is when one side of the room is dark and one side of the room is light that makes it almost impossible for anybody that doesn't have like a super high-end camera or trying to get up close and personal they can't take the best of pictures because the lighting is absolute trash. Yeah, most of the photographers I spoke with, they're like, I can't get a good shot or it's hard for me to get a good shot. I even tried to take a couple photos and they look okay-ish, but like I was really searching for the right angle to get a decent lighting on everyone up there. Another thing about the masquerade is that it started late. When it did start going, it was not a very long masquerade because most of them were like an hour, but this one was like maybe like half an hour, give or take. I honestly thought it ran for 15 minutes personally. Yeah, so I'm not sure why there was a delay and I'm not sure why if it wasn't going to be that long. I'm a little confused after that matter. Now, if there were more entrants and I'm going longer, then I could see like a reason for the delay, but I'm, I'm not sure exactly the reason for the delay. For just my own general preference, I would have preferred a lot of uh, lights that were based on the ground to be focused specifically onto the stage itself. Yeah, but I mean the cheering contest at the beginning when we were on the left side and the four of us won against the whole right side of the room. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. I, yes. I will, I will throw that in. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of my personal favorite parts. So because of the setbacks of the masquerade, the reason we are giving the score. Out, out of, of one, one is half. Yes. So, 0.5. That's not bad. There's a lot of room for error. There's a lot of room for growth. It's one of those things where it's your first year. You kind of got to work around what you got. And it's supposed to grow from there. So, unfortunately, we now need to talk about the worst part of this convention, which for us was the tabletop. What tabletop? You're not wrong because when Jax went into the tabletop, there were literally two people in there and... It was one board game that I think they brought. I didn't see any board games or type of card game in that room. Yeah, I mean, around midnight, give or take, there was a bunch of people asking if we wanted to play Commander, which ticked me off because I really wanted to play Commander, but we weren't staying at the hotel and I didn't want to run late. But, whatever. that That's neither here nor there. I'm okay. There was water. Yeah, but, I mean, they did have other nice things because they had, like, that clay-making pot thing and they could you get your name written in kanji which is kind of neat but that's not really a replacement for a tabletop it's like a nice cool side thing yeah i personally would have preferred to try that myself but hey say let me yeah we didn't have the chance and i think they might have been gone when we actually did stop by if i remember correctly yeah all in all 
that one was the biggest thing that we personally were a little sad about. Yeah. Was there, there's tabletop on the on the guide. Where where's the tabletop? Yeah. So because like it was almost non-existent, we gave this one a point one out of its full one point. Right. I mean, they reserved the spot. There was stuff supposed to be there. Out of what we've seen, people made best out of what they could, so we couldn't give them a zero, because the tabletop was there, and if you have a room for it, people will find a way to make tabletop happen. Yep. So, for that, point one. Now, for the dance and the concert and the rave, depending on how you want to look at it, this was interesting, actually, because it... It was there. I actually was introduced to a band that now I'm enjoying personally, but it wasn't it wasn't bumping like I would prefer it to be. A lot of people were kind of meandering, coming in, going out at random points to the point where I was very confused if the rave was going on or the concert was going on. But yeah, we were we really weren't sure which was which. Yeah, and it just felt like this. Strength, like this steady level of energy that wasn't high energy it wasn't low energy it was just ooh, look at this thing it wasn't like enticing for that we gave it a point two it was it was there it was good it was a good band and it was a decent set but it wasn't high energy it wasn't something that got people moving yeah we didn't really felt the dances or the concerts were well advertised either they kind of seemed like a bit more of an afterthought like when we looked back over things yeah and it it, it made me personally a little bit sad because one of the big things i like to do when i go to conventions is go to these concerts and go to these uh pretty much raves. yeah that's somehow the best way i get to see the japanese bands i love like that's mainly one of the main reasons i go to ax i get to see asian country generation oh, i get to see one. a chorus i get to see a jam project they have out there they get like all the good bands out in ax and it's like they got high mighty color one year oh yeah they got the pillows and they got like spiral spiders but they've got a couple good japanese bands at asin too and it's like that's some reason I really like to go because it's the one chance I'll get to see these artists in concert. Mm. I was about to say bands, but technically they're not all bands. Some are actually just artists. Right. That's why it got a point too. Yes. Now let's move on to customer service. Woo, this is my favorite part. Yeah, so actually customer service this year was fantastic at Anime Magic. It's probably one of the best things, if not the best. The attend, excuse me, the staff was very attentive to guests' needs and they were willing to help answer questions and if they weren't able to answer it, they were willing to get someone on their walkie-talkie to come and help you. And that being said, the line of communication was the strongest I've seen in any convention. It was nothing but just solid communication. There was very little room for any form of errors. And if there was any issues that was going around at the convention, it was invisible to attendees. So that was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Yeah, so for a first-year convention, that is really solid. So it got the full point here. Yeah, that's something that doesn't happen a lot. So let let that be taken to heart. One of the things I can honestly say is the staff for this convention is top-notch. They know what they're doing. They make sure you know that they know what they're doing. They don't rub it in your face, and they don't have an ego about it, which is something I personally enjoy. So... Hats off to them. No, they definitely show that they care. They really do want to be there and make sure you're having a good time. All right. And that's something that any convention I've ever been to, any convention I want to go to, that's something I want to see. A staff that actually gives a shit what they're doing. So, 
With that being said, I can gush about the staff all day long, but we have to go on and get to the next part, which I think is photo shoots. Yeah, photo shoots is next. So the one thing that they did have going for them is they had photo sets. And these are becoming a lot more common nowadays because they weren't as popular back in the days. But they had photo sets and they had like the guest cosplayers in that room too so they could show off their stuff. And some of the guest cosplayers even brought props that cosplayers could use in the photos, which I thought was very nice of them to do. Hmm. Now, what did hurt them is that they had no gatherings for any series. There was literally none. Zero. Zilch. That we know of. I, I checked up and down the website. I couldn't find any personally. It might have been and there. And according to see. our friends, they tried to contact the convention to make some, but they weren't able to get a hold of anyone to make some, hmm. which is a little concerning as well to an extent. Right. But one of the things I like to say the most, if it's there, they'll find a way. There were cosplay photo shoots that were impromptu going on throughout the entire convention. Yeah, and there's a good selection of cosplays. I saw one of every series almost that is decently popular nowadays and a couple of obscure ones. So it's, it's not like the photo shoots and the photo sets didn't happen. It's just there was no structure. Yeah. So because of this, we gave it a 0.6 out of the full point. Right. No organization for the photo shoots themselves however they had the locations ready for anybody that was willing and able to actually set something up for themselves and hey that works for me now without further ado let's talk about the dealers hall yeah so the dealers hall and the rs alley were combined into one room and basically the dealers hall was on the left side of the room and the right side of the room was the artist alley what we did like is that there were no repeat stores and every store had something different to offer. And that was probably the best thing. And I saw things there that I haven't really seen before. Yep. That's why I got two Sailor Moon pillows in my room right now. The floor plan was great to understand. It was pretty simple. The dealers hall and the artist alley were pretty much in the basement. It should have felt uh, confined. It didn't. Yeah. What I did like is that the hallways were big enough so that you can move and they weren't very condensed, which was a very big plus for a first year convention as well, is that they had enough room for you to move and you didn't feel cramped in, like trying to actually look at things. Right. And then like at the tables, the dealers and the artists, they wanted to talk to you. They actually wanted to get to know you before you bought stuff. They were very informative and helpful as well. So with that being said, we actually, for this one specifically, we split Dealer's Hall and Artist Alley in half, which I personally like the idea of doing. For Dealer's Hall, we gave them a point six. For Artist Alley, we gave them... A solid one. Yeah, we gave them a solid one. Yeah. it. I can't tell you otherwise because, quite frankly, while they were in the same place, you could tell which one was which, and it was easy to differentiate who was actually doing what. And all the points that we've stated, it kind of rounded up to a pretty high number for both. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to the next, and that is organization. And... Like we talked about with staff earlier, the organization for this con, for first year con, is some of the best we have seen. Yes. They're, the people that run this convention know what they're doing. And funny fact about that, we actually got a chance to talk to one of the chairs, which we will be playing that interview at the end of our review. Yeah, they we talked with them extensively and we saw them, how they organized it how they talk with their staff and we spoke with them in depth and they show that they care and that they do want you to enjoy the convention because you're paying for a full weekend to be there. Right. 
And every single one of the members of the higher-ups, they're veteran cosplayers, they're veteran convention goers. They literally know what they want from a convention, and they want to see it. And they know that you want to see it as well. So, yeah, they were also some of the most approachable staffers and organization heads that I personally have had a chance to talk to. Yeah, huge benefit to being in the scene for a while is to gather information, to use it to your advantage, and that's exactly what they did. Yes. So, honestly, I expect nothing but good things from this crew, and I hope them nothing but the best. We gave them a full one, an organization, out of the one point. Right. Now, the last thing on our docket is attendees. Now, I'm going to preface this a little bit in that, in addition to attendees, I want to talk about some unique parts of this convention while we're here because I don't think we'll be able to cover them somewhere else, but I feel that we should be able to give them their time in the spotlight as well. Exactly. So the attendees, when we were there, everyone thought it was a very good first-year con except for the couple small bugs for a first-year convention. And basically everyone we talked to, they said the same thing for the most part. That's pretty good, honestly, for a first-year con Hmm. is standard growing pains. I mean, that's not a... That's not the worst thing in the world if that's what you're kind of expecting. Right. That's actually what you're hoping for is just a solid, solid review straight down the board from your attendees. It's just, hey, we like this. We don't like this, but we do like this. And here's what you can approve upon. Exactly. Now, I did talk about the pottery making in the calligraphy earlier, but I did want to bring up attention to about three more things. Uh, the first was that they had a car group come in with styled anime cars and they were showing them off in the lot, which is actually really neat and you can take pictures with them and get inside and look at them. Now that's something that actually hasn't happened in a very long time in a convention scene. It's just an anime or nerdy auto show. That's something you don't see nowadays and that's something I was really excited to see. Yeah, because that used to happen in the late 2000s, but since then I haven't seen that in a long, long time. So to see it come back and with a massive resurgence, that that brought a tear to my eye. Now I'll let you talk about this next one because you did it the most, but Cosplay Foam Fighting was there and I haven't seen them in a hot minute either. Oh yeah. See, I'm a giant ogre. I like to punch things, as uh, my co-host here will tell you. Yeah, I sat and watched him did it while I was working on interview questions. I'm not going to lie. I was I'm, talking to the person working the door at the same time and yep. getting people to come on in. So much murder. <laughs> so much murder. But they run, they run a tight ship. They try and keep people safe. It is essentially just a boffer LARPing area for people to just come in, try out the gear, and give it a shot. So one of those things is, if you like the idea of, hey, go and beat some nerds up, try and see if your local convention will actually bring cosplay foam fighting to you. Hey, Jax. Yo. Remember when I said something was going to come back and loop around later? Oh, Jesus, no. Yeah, it's that time. No, so no, one, please, no. One, one fantastic convention goer decided to read 18-plus Sonic fan fiction in the lobby, uh, and I thought it was hilarious because it was after 9 p.m., so there weren't any kids around, so it was okay to do it. But there was a group of us just sitting there watching her read it aloud, and it was some of the most hilarious stuff I have read because... Bad fan fiction is hilarious to me, and it just makes me laugh on the inside. So we, it was a good time. There's darkness in those lines of text. It was bad. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm not denying that, but but like I haven't seen that in a convention in a while either, and it was kind of neat to actually see that there. So props to the person who actually ran that. Look, I've had bigger nightmares in my life, but there's only one nightmare that compares 
It's that Sonic fan fiction and My Immortal. Those are the only two that I can honestly say I've had true-blooded nightmares from. What's wrong with Evanescence? No, not that one. Actually, oh. It is actually named after that. So, this is a challenge for anybody. I don't care if you Google this, because if you want to torment your brain for about 20 days, go right the fuck on ahead. Look up the worst fan fiction known to man. It's going to be called My Immortal. It's a Harry Potter fan fiction. None of us really know why it's a Harry Potter fan fiction, because it just destroys the plot. It, it eats the plot and your soul as it goes. But that's it's, most fan fictions. No, no, most, some fan fictions actually have a good plot line, like, I don't know, but some become books, even though they're trash. I'm just saying, if we're really gonna go down that route, Fifty Shades of Grey started as a fucking fanfic. You're not wrong. It, it was a trashy fanfic, and it became a trashy novel series. If you like the fucking series, I don't give a fuck. I hate it. But anyway, that's a whole different topic for another day. But now that we've covered attendees and the couple special things surrounding this convention, the what attendees the score was 0.5 out of 0.5. So I got the full points there. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves at this convention. Yes. Okay, now that I've caught my breath from, like, the nightmares, let's actually tally up everything. But from... Freddy isn't here. No, no, no. He's eating these nightmares. He can have them. <laughs> Fuck it. If I have a nightmare of Freddy Krueger coming at me with just that pamphlet alone of My Immortal and the Sonic fanfiction we read, and he's just sitting there in a rocking chair reading it to me in a freaking Gilbert Gottfried voice, you know what? Why is Gilbert Gottfried the hell? Don't question my nightmares. I'm questioning them all the time. That's what you. That's what I I do. Just trust. Look, I'll I'll show you later. But there there's. I love Gilbert Gottfried for weird-ass reasons. <laughs> I hate him at the same time, but I love some of the things he's done. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. getting to the total score for this convention. Yes. So the total score for everything that we've talked about, including everything that the attendees has brought up to us and broken down and all that fun stuff, is 7.3. Out of 10. Yes. Do you? It's very hard for people to see, but that is good. That is good for a first year. For a first year con, that's actually pretty fantastic. Now, there's something that we didn't bring up that was a unique flavor that I think every attendee that talked to us had to bring up was a certain pool that decided to make its appearance and make its guest appearance to the inaugural convention again. And that is the Mighty Ball Pit. Yeah, it came back from DashCon to make a surprise guest appearance. And if you look on our Twitter, you can see me memeing about and Jack's also memeing about in the ball pit. Yes, never forget the ball pit. Keep it alive. May it last forever. That is something that both of us honestly fell in love with with this convention is the fact that they, they know where the grassroots stand. They know the bottom. They know that so long as they are not at that level, they can go anywhere at that point. So please... Keep the ball pit alive. Yeah, just bring that back each year. I'm sure it's going to be a hit. Just maybe make it bigger. Heck, no, hell, bring a gazebo next time. Let's really go with the freaking convention memes. All right, I think we covered pretty much everything about this convention today. Yeah, that we did. Now, the interview that we did do with one of the six convention chairs will be as a separate link for you to listen if you'd like to do that. Or if you really want to listen to it now. We have it, we're going to have it at the outro, just because. Yeah, so after the outro, if you want to keep on listening for like another 20-ish minutes as you hear us talk with 
one of the convention chairs, you can do that if you would like. Yes. If you want it separately, we will be posting it along with this episode and to its own separate thing. So that's up to you guys. It's Actually, I personally love doing that interview, and I would love to do it with all other convention heads. Again. What Jax is secretly saying is Caleb wore a green shirt in front of a green screen, and he really wants you to mess with it. Oh, yeah, no. Once I get this thing up and running, I want y'all to mean the shit out of that. So without further ado, guys... It has been a great month for everything. So, if you would like to support us on Patreon, the link will be below. If you actually wanted to get a shout-out on the show, we do have a coffee. If you pay us a couple bucks, we will post and say damn near anything you ask us to say on the show. Yeah, as long as it's not offensive. Also, if you want any of our social media, down in the description below. So, with that being said, this is Jax. This is Cloud. And we'll be seeing you next time. Peace. Peace. We are live at Anime Magic with an interview with the convention chair. Yes. Mm. So, please, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I do with the convention. I want to do, I do have to correct you just a little bit. I'm flattered that you would think oh, I'm the chair for the event. My, my apologies. It's, it's perfectly okay. <laughs> I'm, I am one of six directors. One of six. That's oh, wow. right. There's six people that built this event for you all. Um, I am the director of technology. Our convention okay. chair is not available at the moment, so I'm uh, I'm filling in for him and doing some some chatty. Okay. Um, you know, my name is Jonathan Santiago. I'm the director of technology for Anime Magic, one of uh, technology, logistics, uh, multimedia, uh, uh, operations, and uh, security. Okay. I think nice. That's five. I don't. And then the sixth director is just this, you know, fictional character I made up. <laughs> it all, it's all good. That works. The sixth one is the Patriots. Don't <laughs> worry right, about that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, um, You know, I, I became the director of this event, uh, one of the directors of this event, uh, because the our, our you know, convention president, as we refer to him, I know a lot of con chair or convention chair yeah. is mm-hmm. the popular term, but uh, our, our convention president is uh, Richard Nash uh, the fourth. Um, he and I are really good friends from years and years ago. Uh, we used to, to play in music groups together. We're both musicians and uh, used to play out in the convention world and uh, you know all over the country and do these things. He's a drummer, I'm a guitar player, and uh, some years ago we parted ways as friends in that regard and uh, reconnected and uh, he, he had this idea that he wanted to put together and invited me to come do it. So I have a, an extensive background in uh, Live performance as a musician. Um, I also did uh, a lot of work um, with with my brother, who, who provides audio for a lot of events. He's actually doing the audio for our event this weekend, main event. So if you all enjoyed that listening, um, so I, yeah, I have just have a general entertainment background. You know, grew up in a very entertainment centric household, and uh, Richard and I had such a good friendship and, and a good respect for one another that he uh, asked me to be one of the directors to participate in the event, and I was thrilled to do that. So that's a little bit about where I come from. All right, so when did you guys come about with the idea for the convention for this year? Because it kind of just popped up this year, and you guys started advertising it online, and then that's how everyone found out about it this year. Yeah, the the convention 
the idea, I think, was floating around in Richard's mind for a long time before he decided to kind of uh, embark on the journey, as it were. Uh, he, he was a convention attendee dating back to, like, you know, childhood. I, I think he was at the very first anime reactor, if I recall correctly. On uh, yeah, that's a bit of a <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. He, he, he was big as an attendee to just going and part- participating when he was, like, literally a kid. And uh, he had this idea floating in the back of his head, you know, based on the way convention culture's kind of been in the last five or six years, um, where he just wanted to kind of bring some of the magic back. Um, you know, we, we have absolutely no problem with massive conventions, small conventions, there's room for everything. But uh, it's a little exhausting when you go to an event and it's elbow to elbow, you can't move, and it's just you find that you're wiped out, you know, an hour after you get there. So I just wanted to bring a little bit of the magic back. That was the idea behind that. That idea popped up about... About two years ago, he started really kicking it around. We have been working on this um, as a as a group, as a board, for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, the first six months or so was uh, just a lot of, you know, what 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 should it be? What what should it be called? And you know, um, sort of the, the preliminary concepts. And uh, from the, that point in time, you know, we we spent another, you know, basically year building and uh, executing this thing for you all. So. so was Anime Magic always the name, or were there other tentative names that oh, did get selected? I'm curious you know, now. The thing is, is Richard, Richard and our, um, you know, our, our convention vice president, Sarah Han, uh, they came up with the name themselves. So they, they spent a lot of time, I think, kicking around ideas. They, they've told me more than once that some of the names are just remarkably humorous. They, they've... Um, they, they told me a couple of them, but I think we decided to uh, maybe save some of those those goofy names. We had this idea to maybe like save those goofy names and then make mock logos for them and show them uh-huh. at, uh, at opening ceremonies one year or something. It's a little little preview of what we've been talking about. You know, whether or not that happens, we'll see. So I'll save those as a surprise. Oh, okay. Surprises for later. They, they were, a couple of them were pretty goofy, too. And then you basically covered the next question is how long did it take to play, which is you told me about no, two years. You know, it, it took about two years to plan the event, but it was we were very meticulous in trying to put this together. So that 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 year and a half of, of actual like we have our, our, our board and our team assembled, sitting down, meeting weekly, you know, voting on everything, trying to, you know, cull uh, this thing and, and raise it up out of the dirt, you know. So it that year and a half, yeah, for sure. But um, it's, it's been quite an interesting year and a half, you know, on, on the way. I can tell. Yeah. So, out of curiosity, what are the steps that you guys took from like start to finish, almost? You know, we almost everybody on our board has worked in or around conventions, either as a guest or a serial attendee um, or, or volunteer. So everybody had this sort of unique top-down process um, and perspective for figuring out what we did not like about those being any one of those things. Um, I think I think a lot of it, that process was just trying to take what, what we didn't like and apply that. Everyone always says, you know, I wish I could do this better, make this better, uh, help the event grow or change in these ways, and then things slip through the cracks, you forget, and then they don't get applied. Sometimes you go to events and you're like, well, a couple of things were better, but it, it's just not what it, uh, you know, not what I thought was going to change, or it was kind of the same thing as last year, and we've done that as attendees and, and guests and stuff like that, and we wanted to, uh, you know, build something different, you know, and, and fill in those gaps, you know, make that work. 
So pretty much going by what I'm hearing, you, with all the experience that everybody has combined, you looked at all the positives, you looked at all the negatives, and then you just took everything as yeah, humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, and you asked about our process. The, the process was really taking, our group is was remarkably logical and meticulous. I, you know, I, I, I have kind of said to other people as I've explained it, I don't want to say that we are anal retentive, but we are definitely um, careful in, in being selective about what we're trying to do. Um, so our, our process was, you know, weekly meetings, um, long, sometimes we'd sit down for these meetings um, in, in the very room that we're sitting here working in actually right now. Um, for six or seven hours at a time, uh, pouring through submissions for Artist Alley and vendors, trying to make sure that we could sort them all out. And our, our process was basically just to approach it, the steps, as you said, uh, as logically and as meticulously as possible to make sure we were careful to, to do quality things in everything we put our hands on. Yeah. So, as we all know, when it comes to an event, location is very important. Why did you choose this venue specifically? You know, the, the best answer that I can think of for that is that we, I think one of the most important things to us was making sure that if we were building an event from scratch, we've never built one of these before. This is completely funded out of our pockets. You know, we are all, you know, working hard to, to build this. We didn't want to make the mistake like some of our, uh, our predecessors have made in terms of biting off more than they could chew and presenting people with an unrealistic uh, experience. Yeah, the yeah. expectation that, that overwhelms them. I think that a lot of a lot of conventions that are just starting out, especially if they're they're self-funded and homegrown, they get excited. I think I think the mistakes come from a really um, genuine place. I think they just uh, what's the best way I can think of to put it? Uh, they not just bite off more than they could chew, but uh, sort of the creative equivalent of, you know, um, you know, your your eyes are hungrier than your stomach. You know, yeah. and they they kind of overwhelm themselves and um, get to that that point in time. And the ideas they had were more grand than their ability to carry it out. We were we were determined to be okay with scaling back what we could do in order to, you know, it was a quality over quantity or size concept. This hotel was instrumental in, in doing that for us in this region because a lot of the, the events that, that people are used to going to in other regions of, of the Midwest or in the Chicagoland region are way more space than we need. We knew realistically going into this planning that we were going to be a first year event and we needed first year space. We didn't want to be planned well and execute well in a place that was so massive that it made us look you know cartoonishly small that would that would be silly so there was some logic and that was very calculated and it was mostly just to make sure we could carry off a realistically planned and sized event at a realistically scaled location for that yeah that's some pretty good reasoning that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah. i can accept that mm -hmm. now speaking of what you said you were saying that you were all very critical about how you chose things carefully right yes now, one of the big questions I was going to ask is, what about guests? How did you go about choosing the guests that you chose this year? You know, there were a few different things. Some of them, um, some of them came to us uh, by just, you know, through the grapevine. We had a few people that we have all known in the, you know, convention circuit that we've worked with or shared space with and, and attended with that happened to know some people that um, 
they were able to kind of connect us with those people or some of it was very organic and just happened naturally and some of it we we did seek a few people out and, and knock on a lot of doors and you know again for a first year convention coming out of pocket um, kind of planning for guests that you know were realistic within our, our budget so um, a lot of the the people that we we approached were have just been remarkable all of all of our event guests have been you know really kind and and uh, warm with all of our attendees so it's been it's been a really great weekend all of those people uh, you know when you're building something for the first year and you've never done it um, you know you're not really sure what to expect when you approach people and ask them to attend an event that has never been carried out and has you know uh, no no real sort of uh, visual substance to explain to them what you're trying to do and you you go you kind of have to ask and explain it as, as best you can and hope that uh, that they are interested in working with you based on that concept and we were very fortunate that uh, everybody wanted to, that did participate, you know, both cosplay guests and industry guests were were glad to participate in that with us. So we've been very fortunate. You know, some of it was, you know, uh, careful planning and approach, and some of it was just good old-fashioned luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, because running one of these, there has to be definite pitfalls that jump in and out left and right about all mm -hmm. of this. So mm -hmm. I can Absolutely. definitely tell that there were a couple. Do you want to let us know about any pitfalls that happened? You know, I'm, I'm not just saying this because because we're doing an interview. We've had a remarkably, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll call it a remarkably graceful weekend. We weren't really sure what to expect being first year. There's a lot of learning curves and, you know, you have to make adjustments and kind of work around the, uh, the things that pop up uh, that need attention. But uh, as long as you're responsible and responsive, then, uh, you know, smooth sailing. That's how it's been for us all weekend. Honestly, I can yeah. tell you guys run a tight ship around here. Thank you. We very much yeah. appreciate that. I'll, I'll let our meticulous anal retentive group know <laughs> that. They'll be thrilled. Yeah. So what are your plans for next year? Because this year seems to have any, gone so well. Any that you can talk about. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what I will tell you. I'll tell you what I can say about that, rather. Um, we, about three months ago, when we were getting into what we perceive is like kind of a crunch window to get all of this stuff buttoned up and, and presentable for everybody. Um, realized that we had a longer list of ideas for the second year based on what was already in place for this year if we chose to do a second year. Um, while, um, while, while ink has not been pressed to paper, we are, we are having a very successful weekend and intend to carry out a second year. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to be back and do another year. In terms of what uh, what I, I can talk about, it's not a lot of, of substance for the moment, but I can say that if you were pleasantly surprised um, by our uh, little engine that could convention for the first year and, and uh, as you said, the, the tight ship that we tried to run for the weekend, um, we managed to do that with um, you know some... Uh, some duct tape and staples kind of uh, moxie this this weekend. So we're we're gonna take all of this information that we've learned because we've learned a tremendous amount this weekend and every single aspect of this thing. We we already know what what has worked and we already know what hasn't worked. And uh, it's Saturday evening. We're not even done and we can already tell you what we know we're gonna change about certain things next year. So you can you can pretty much bet that if we do plan this for the second year. We're going to take every aspect of this thing apart and rebuild it and make it better than it was this year um, if we have our way. Well, there is one request that I will always have to say. Please keep the ball pit. You know, <laughs> I, there, there, there are people who come up and ask me during the course of the weekend what 
what is this ball pit for? And then everybody else just walks by, thumbs up with a cheeseburger, and he goes, yeah. We, we took photos of it. I'm not going to lie. No, it's okay. Spoken. That's what we we, were, we weren't sure if, if that, that kind of like, you know, uh, as, as unfortunate as that scenario was, we weren't sure if the uh, the infamous Dashcon ball pit would was aged enough as a bit of a convention culture, you know, meme reference at this point that uh, people wouldn't get it. Um, that was just our way of being a little bit cheeky. The, the joke behind that, so that anybody that cares to hear it will know, is um, we figured, uh, you know, if nothing else goes right, at least we have a ball pit, and we can we can. There's nowhere to go from there but up. And so far, up and up and up. So I'm glad you all enjoyed the joke. I did have one person stop and tell me that participated in that event and was there, and I, I guess put a lot of work into it that they thought that it was in poor taste that we made the joke, and um, you know, he was a really really sweet guy. But uh, I, I I I didn't apologize because uh, it was very funny to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. But seriously, thank you so much for having. Yeah, us thank here. you for your time and no, speaking with not us. Not at all. I'm, I'm really glad to carve out the time. Thank you for uh, for the time. Yes, thank you for the talk, talking with you. Thank you so and much. And seriously, guys. have this con grow and grow and grow. I want to see this engine go into space at this point. Oh my God, we just need to build a bigger rocket. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or thank nitro. So or that's dead. it. That's yeah. it. We're, we're we're gonna. That's the part we're gonna meticulously take apart and rebuild is a bigger rocket, and preferably with nitro. So Thanks, long as Purbles are in. That's all I ask. Thank you guys. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. So this was Jax and this is Caleb. And we're signing off. Peace.